Welcome to another exciting episode of Home Sweet Home. My name is Rod. And I am Bryce Runge. Are you sure about that? I am positive. I'm glad. I looked in the mirror and I was like, that's Bryce Runge right there. Yeah? Did you also whistle at yourself, say what a handsome man? I was like, dang, that is one. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, as we, uh, you know, with Christmas and New Year's ending... Um, you know, this is one of my least favorite times of the year. Now I got my college basketball that, you know, I get to watch and have fun with, but you know, I don't do well with short days. I like long days. I like, um, you know, warm weather. Well, this time of year I get little of either. And so I, I was, you know, I was thinking about, different things. And I ran across this article that was talking about ways to boost your emotional well-being. Because, you know, as we're heading into, you know, January and February, there's not a lot to look forward to until maybe spring break. Right. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to, you know, March Madness and all of that, but I got a long ways to go to get there. Right. And so I just think about, you know, I just thought that was kind of an interesting article on, you know, ideas or ways that I can engage so that that way I don't fall into that typical winter letdown. Right. Well, that's funny. I, uh, I don't know, about a month or so ago, I put something out on my Wednesday wake up call um, that was was geared towards a lot of what you're just mentioning. Oh, yeah. Um, in fact, I think I titled it like seven ways to thrive, not just survive. Okay. Um, I think I shared, I, I, I'm pretty sure I shared this, something very similar to um, when I spoke at um, Abiding Wealth's little conference, a financial institution, their conference. But um, I, I thought it was... Um, just a good timing for that. And it's still a good timing. Cause I talk about your mental health and, mm-hmm. you know, being patient and, you know, well, yeah. Cause everybody that knows me knows I am a poster child for patience. Yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, uh, once again, if you uh, don't believe him, get in the vehicle. Uh, but, yeah, no, and I, 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 I I think it went over well, you know, just talked about, you know, embracing the process, you know, there's trust in embracing the process. Okay. You know, Cause you could get, you know, especially when you're, as we're going into the new year, a lot of people are going to set those new year's resolutions and yes. goals. And we know because statistics have said that mid February, a lot of people abandon them. Sure. Right. Um, Cause you don't trust and embrace the process. And there's a lot of other things that are involved with it, but it takes time. But you know, we could, we could just, I, I could go, I could get this. Would you, you know, that does sound, go through? Cause I do like that idea because I do run into, I mean, there are so many things that can get you down. Oh, yeah. I mean, turn on the TV mm-hmm. and you watch the news, you read the newspapers or online news stuff. I mean, there are so many negative things, um, you know, being at work around the kids sometimes, you know, most of the time it's pretty good. 
you know, they do a lot of funny things that kind of brighten your day. Right. But, you know, overall, at your work, there's a lot of things that can happen that can kind of suck you down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things just kind of multiply. So if I can have, you know, ways to not fall victim to that, I'm right. all ears. Right. Well, yeah, I think the first thing that, you know, we need to recognize is that our mental health should be a top priority. Meaning what? Like we should be practicing self-care. We should be practice. you know, we should refuel the tank, if you will. Okay. Because we run on empty, run on empty for so long. And then what happens when you run on empty? You run out. You burn out. And so so that's what I encourage is make your mental health a top priority. Practice self-care. Okay. What does that look like though? It could be a, it could be going outside and sitting in the sun. However, I know it's winter time. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of lot of self care tips out there. Um, there's some that are you know you could do in under five minutes. Um, you could read a couple chapters of a book called "Wake Up, Wake Up, Wake <laughs> Up." Uh, no, but really, self care—it's it, what you do to take care of yourself. Okay, okay? take time for yourself. Take then time. Um, we we got. I was going to say we, as you know, what my role is with the ISD and mm-hmm. as a Hope Squad member, and I try and instill, hey, self care practice. I do it with my kids. I have a hard time doing it myself. And then over the last couple of years, it's been we just been going, 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 and then the stress, and then okay. you know, the passing of my mother in law, and it's no, you that's... could you could you could get caught up in not taking care of yourself. And then you're the one struggling. I think we talked about that we last did. episode where you know, I got sick and I was like, yeah, okay. when we talked about loss, I mean, you're, you know, I'm, I'm to quote you, I'm over here like a bobblehead nodding. Yes. Going, okay. I find that I too will make a lot of suggestions. Hey, yeah, why don't you think about this? Or why don't mm-hmm. you think about that? Well, maybe I should take my own advice and make sure that I do take time quiet time mm-hmm. um just for me just to help maybe refocus do something relaxing something enjoyable right it, i guess it doesn't even have to be a whole lot um yeah i just put out a thing not very long ago it was like self-care tips like or you know activities in under five minutes like write write it in a gratitude journal make your bed you yeah. know so go, go go step outside and just i don't know yoga or stretch mm-hmm. you know i haven't stretched in over a decade but <laughs> you know it, it those are those are if you if you want to keep coming up well i don't have time i don't have time you don't have a couple minutes and we've we've started working out at this place called hot works and i'm not promoting them am i i just i guess i just did you know they need to pay me okay for promoting sure absolutely anyways and they're it's hit workouts it's it's high intensity workouts and I've gotten like I'm hooked. Like I enjoy it. You're in a like in a sauna. It's a hot box. Okay. And there's there's yoga. There's I don't know. There's some cycling. And I do this. It's almost looks like an elliptical. And you do, but it's 15 minutes. Okay. And when I get out of there, I'm drenched. I okay. feel I've been I've felt so much better. But again, it's 15 minutes. I looked at Suzanne. And I'm like, if I don't have 15 minutes, man, something's up. Something's well, wrong. <laughs> if you are, you know, I have, I, I, you know, where I, I ride the Peloton, 
night. And I, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And once I get on it and I start doing it, I feel better once I've finished because it's kind of like, wow, you know, I've worked out some of those frustrations. So I, I, I yeah. that does make sense. So when you're able to, cause I've always wanted to punch in back. Yeah. One of those big, you know, heavy bags I thought would be totally freaking awesome. So oh, that yeah. when I'm feeling really frustrated, just go out there, put on the gloves and just bang, 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 bang. Right. And you're beating up a, a you know, that heavy bag rather than anything else. Yeah. But you know, uh, when you're done, you feel a thousand times. Better. Oh, you do. And you feel tired. Yeah. And yeah. so, okay. So that would definitely then be yeah, working you know, there's, on. There's a lot of things and you know. We've referenced this before. Go to Google. There's there's thousands of self care. There's and it, it varies on times, but okay. here's the reality: self care guards against burnout. Okay, it truly does. And so I notice that when I'm when I'm been stressed or I'm like I'm so over this right now, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll practice something. And it could be five, or I'll go work out. I'm like, man, I can conquer the world right now. I'm gonna come. I have a different attitude. Okay, I'm not. I'm not bitter. You know, I'm not angry. I'm not mad, and um, I'm not just a ball of emotions. I've released all that. Okay. So I no, think that's... I think that's a priority. I mean, you talk about a person's mindset. Yeah. And that that alone is success or failure. True. Okay. No, it, it, it does make sense. I like that. So, all right. When uh, uh, okay, I'll be riding that Peloton more than once every couple on that, of weeks. Get on that. What? Every day, Rod. Come on, get on there. You don't have five minutes? Well, usually it takes a good half hour, but okay. Oh, all right. All right so what other yeah, words so of the, wisdom uh, do you got uh, yeah, for us? Some more wisdom I would like to download is um, being patient and persistent. Okay. I know you struggle with patience. Uh, yeah, I do because, <laughs> and it, I don't. It is. It is an issue. It's something that I've had ever since I was old enough to remember. Right. Um, and as I've gotten to being an adult, it has gotten harder for me. Mm-hmm. I do better in many other areas, but you're right. We joke about it, but there, there's a lot of truth that yeah. when I'm driving. But I will say that when I give myself more time. Mm. So, for example... If I go like, okay, different times where I'm going, I'm not in a hurry to get to my destination where, you know, I've budgeted myself 35, 40 minutes to get where I need to go. And it really only take 25 to 30 minutes. I've got that extra time. So if I hit a lot of red lights, if I hit people who don't want to go, they want to play on their phone instead of drive through the intersection. Right. It's not so bad. And my audio books help me. That's good. Because, uh, you know, well, hey, I get to listen to a little more of my story. There you go. So that, but I still have a long way to go. Yeah, I think we, we all do. Because um, it's it's easy when you're met with inconvenience, your patience kind of goes out the oh, window. So true. Very true. For me, I would, I would echo. Yeah. So try and give myself. More patience, breathe deep, maybe. Yeah, practice breathing. That's another. That's it. so. That's you're you're practicing self care. Okay, breathing right, not flying off the handle. Right. No, you know, and when why I mentioned being patient and persistent ties into, you know, going into this new year. Mm-hmm. You know, 
again, everyone, there's a ton of people who are, who are setting New Year's resolutions. They're going to establish all these lofty goals. Mm-hmm. And then they're not patient. They're not persistent. It right? does. They want time. overnight success, but it it takes a long time. Like the like the Chinese bamboo tree. Have you ever heard about this? No. How the Ch- the Chinese bamboo tree grows? No. Okay. So the story is, and it it's it's the fact here. It's it's fact checked. It. Okay. Um. Just like any other tree or plant to flourish, it requires water, right? Fresh, okay. you know, soil and fertile soil, sunshine. But this Chinese bamboo tree in, in its first year, you don't see any signs, any visible signs of growth whatsoever. Really? So you're like, what in the world is going on, right? Is this thing even growing? In its second year, no growth, nothing. You don't see anything above the soil. In that fourth and or third and fourth year, nothing, nothing. So how, what year would you have quit? Probably a couple months in. <laughs> okay. So the middle of February. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's okay. So, so yeah. Uh, hence a lot of people peace out because okay. they don't see anything right away. But in its fifth year, this Chinese bamboo tree, in its fifth year, it wakes up. And then it like bursts out of the soil and it's like it grows to at least 80 feet uh, in that fifth year. So I got to wait five years for my weight loss program? You got to wait five years. So the uh. question is, did it, lie dorm- <laughs> did it lie dormant for years only to grow exponentially in its fifth? Or was the little tree growing underground? Was it developing a root system in this stable base strong enough to support its potential for outward growth in that fifth year and beyond. Okay. So be patient with yourself. Allow yourself the opportunity to consider the long term. What right. is your what is your long term goal? And don't be frustrated by lack of immediate success. Is that right. what I hear you say? Yeah. That anything that you you know, whatever dream it is, whatever goal you have set forth, what you need to do is Pack your patience. Okay. And be be persistent. Okay. Again, it's hard. not gonna happen overnight. When I was when I was playing football, it took me years, years to be in like top shape. Okay. And, and I had to be persistent. Okay. And so it wasn't just this overnight success. You know, I didn't just look in the mirror and I blew up and I was look like know, Dwayne Johnson. Right. So it, it took it took years. So you you, well, you have to be patient. You have to be persistent. It did take a lot of years of eating to get as big as I am. Well. So I was persistent and patient were, on that. You were persistent there, buddy. <laughs> uh, now, I think, I think, you know, I asked you that question, and I think that's the reality. The reality is we don't see role, results. We don't see that that outward growth. So we flip the switch, quit, the, the quit okay. switch. You know, I will say that. When I do my exercising mm-hmm. uh, and regularly, what I, I when I notice the results, you know, with clothes fitting looser, I'm more encouraged to keep it up. Yeah. But I'll, you know, I'll always hit a plateau. I'll have success and then I'll flatten out. Right. And it's usually in that flattening, flattening out part where I don't see 
um, you know, that success mm-hmm. where, you know, the close or the scale aren't showing right. progress, as you're saying, that that usually, okay, well, you're not going to do it. You're not right. going to do it. Well, I'll skip today. Well, today leads to the rest of the week, to, you know, the rest of the month. And then you're going, then you're feeling guilty. So, right. no, I get you. Well, and that kind of goes into the next thing I talked about was was trusting and embracing the process. Okay. It's, it's a process. Trusting that process, it, it it truly involves genuinely understanding that the outcome will be worth all the struggles that you face in order to get there. Okay. Because, again, our goal is to help us be able to handle the disappointments, the stress, the... Uh, you know. Yeah, along the way, we're, we're, there's going to be bumps. There's going to be roadblocks. Sure. It, it, there's going to be ups and downs on that journey. Okay, without a doubt. But that that with that, you know, being patient kind of ties in together. Okay. Being patient, being persistent, but trust and embrace the process. It's a process. Okay, because I guess if our overall arching goal is to improve our mindset, mm-hmm. then you're saying it takes time. Yep. Be patient and trust that what you're doing will be productive in the in the long run. Right. Yeah. Like I said, you're you're gonna be you're gonna encounter difficulties, no matter what it is. You fill in the blank. Okay. You're gonna encounter difficulties, but how you determine to view those difficulties tells you, you know, what's on the other side. Sure. You sure. going back to your mindset, like if, if you operate in the fixed mindset, forget about it. If you operate with the growth mindset, then you're going to understand that that difficulty is there to strengthen you. Whatever well, it is, it's going to help you. Okay. If you could learn to operate out of a growth mindset, how could I learn from this situation? Instead of thinking disaster, okay. think, how could, how could I develop a mindset that's going to help me deploy great, this greatness through this difficulty? So when I fail, my failure is a learning opportunity. Absolutely. Well, I fail a lot. I do too. Um, from little things like lesson plans that don't go correct to a lot bigger things. Um, no, I get that because, you know, we've talked before about the mistakes that we've made. Right. Um, and Lord knows I've made quite a few. But it is, you're right. I mean, I'll go, I'll I'll totally agree with you because I've always felt that, especially with the benefit of hindsight, looking back, you're going, okay, those were failures, those hurt, but at the same time, they provided an opportunity that if I took the opportunity to recognize what I learned from that and to grow from that Mm -hmm. and use it as a learning opportunity instead of a... Well, it was an epic fail, so therefore I'm a failure. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. And in, in going back to the process, it's it shouldn't be hurried. You should take your time. You should learn from those mistakes. Or what? What, what is this difficulty, this challenge trying to – how could I learn from it, right? Okay. And so that's, that's the thing. The process shouldn't be hurried. I think we get in this, this – I don't know. I got to hurry up and get there. Sure. Right. But I miss out on so many things along the way. Okay. Because like I see this roadblock. Well, you know, 
uh, I'm going to veer off or I'm, I'm going to avoid this situation and I'm going to go off and mm-hmm. right. Instead of how could I learn from that? Sure. And I, you know, I, I have always, I have come to the understanding that the easier something kind of falls into place, mm-hmm. the more I'm meant to do it. Sure. But the more roadblocks to achieving what I think I want, mm-hmm. the more I'm coming to understand that, ooh, maybe I'm not supposed to right. actually pursue this because the end results will be negative. It's right. kind of like um, divine intervention talking, and I am kind of listening. So yeah. failure part ties then into the process. Right. Part of the process is failing. Yeah. Well, and that's the, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's the next thing I roll into. Okay. Is that, is that failure is not fatal. And, and Thomas Edison, I think you've said this once before <laughs> that, you know, Thomas Edison said, said well, I have not failed. I have fa- I found 10,000 ways that <laughs> don't work to make a light bulb work. No, right. you're right. Yeah. Um, and I, and I share that, you know, going back to the whole growth mindset, uh, Carol Dweck, psychologist, she wrote, she wrote a book on it. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go into that too deep, but, um, she, she, again, going, she calls it the fixed mindset. It's that, that belief that failure is a dead end instead of a stop on the road to improvement. So instead of, again, going back to, instead of operating out of a fixed mindset, you know, develop ruthless optimism and a growth mindset. It's that ability to see failure as opportunities in disguise and empower you to grow and learn. So failure is an option. Okay. And let me ask you this. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. Okay. Can failure give you an opportunity for reappraisal? For you to reevaluate? Does that tie right into sure. uh things that I've experienced that like I was saying moments ago about the, the more obstacles there are, mm-hmm. the more maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah. But yet the more things kind of click, click, click into place right. to make something happen. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just wondering, you know, again, what role would reappraisal have in failure? Yeah. Cause that would that give you, like you're saying, it's a pause, it's a stop. Right. Could that give you an opportunity to go, well, if this isn't going the way I want it to, then instead of being frustrated and angry, could we maybe take the opportunity to reevaluate, reassess? Right. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here on this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would think that Thomas Edison reevaluated and reassessed (laughs) 10,000 different ways, right? Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I think you're right. So if we can give ourselves that understanding that we're going to hit road bumps, mm-hmm. speed bumps, yeah, um, and accept that they are a part, okay, okay, I can go with that. That's kind of, it takes kinda me. All tying in, all tying in, uh, part of the process. Yeah, and it is it's kind of nice to think about this because sometimes when you're in when you're knee deep in the blood and guts of yeah. a problem or a situation or an issue it's not maybe always easy to look at this and understand that give yourself time be patient um 
re reevaluate, mm-hmm. um, understand that failure is part of the process that we learn. Yeah. So yeah, and I just I think we see so many that are are flipping the quit switch because they just I don't know they have a, a block against. Well, you know, I I have I've done that. Yeah. Um, I've I've quit. I've stopped. Um, exercising is something that I enjoy doing, but it's a lot of work. Right. And I'll do it for a little while, and then I'll stop. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start it up again, and I'll feel real good, and then I'll stop. Right. So, but you know, the things that I really like. Um, okay. Well, I wanted my college degree. There were a lot of speed bumps that gave me pause, but at the end, you know, it took a while, but I finally got my degree. Um, I didn't go right into teaching because there were again, a lot of roadblocks, but I ultimately got there, stayed persistent. Um, okay. No, it, it, it is. That that reminds me of the, uh, the test, (laughs) the test I took a couple times. Remember, I was persistent. Oh, you remember that test? Yeah. And I here's the reality. Okay. I am a not a very good test taker. Okay. Yeah, I struggle with that too. I struggle. Like I could, I could do a lot of things, but mm-hmm. it comes down to like actually taking the test. I've I've always struggled in that area. Yeah. I've also never applied. I don't know skills. You know, test taking skills, if you will, okay, to my to the to full potential to learn, and that's that's just been a kind of a down downfall. Well, you need to give yourself a little grace. I do, I do, and that's funny you um, you say that because I also talk about giving yourself grace. No way, yeah. As my sixth point to give yourself grace. Sometimes I'm pretty hard on this. Like it's okay. It's hard. I'm. I have to go back and I read this. So. I'll, I'll... You know, sometimes though, I I I struggle with grace because it, where's the line between giving yourself, cutting yourself a little bit of slack, and overindulging? Yeah. Because you know we're we're told all the time with our students, well, I'll give them grace. You don't know what they're going through. Fair enough. And I'm more than happy to cut slack. And I'll cut slack in myself, but a lot of times if I give myself too much slack, I'm going, well, now you're taking advantage of yourself. Right. You're taking advantage and suck it up, buttercup, mm-hmm. and get with the program and do what you need to do. Right. Instead of making lame duck excuses. Right. I, th- I think I think grace, it's it's about acceptance. It's about forgiveness, love, and as, as complex as that seems, it it really does heal us like anything else. Okay. Um, but it's hard to, to man, Rod, or, you know, sorry, I'm not Rod. I'm Bryce. You sure? <laughs> I am positive. You know, if I've, if I've messed up or I've dropped the ball, you know, Hey, it's okay. Forget, I, you forgive yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's sometimes hard, you know, accept that, um, you know, accept that situation and, and try and move on. Um, but again, it's there's there's no magic recipe, but no. but those who who truly welcome the possibility of it happening, and those who practice self compassion will begin to experience transformation and peace. And I think when you enter into that peace stage, you get to you could move on. Okay, I'm at peace with this situation because I've given myself grace. I know that I'm not perfect. Okay. I know that I'm going to drop the ball. I'm going to mess up because I'm a human. 
Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to do that all the time, but you know, it wasn't malicious. Okay. Whatever the act was or whatever sure. the word was, at least most of the time it's not. <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not intended to hurt or harm, but sure. like we, we, you and I are, we're, we're trying to do, we're trying to make a positive impact. True. Very much so. That's why we do our job. Right. I rarely run into teachers that are, or people that in any com- profession that work with young people that aren't looking to make a positive impact. Right. So. Yeah. Well. But I think it's just that understanding that like, you know, we're not perfect. Like. We aren't? No. No. You're not. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> Um, you know, something that I had mentioned, um, in my talk, it it was about that conference was about, um, college readiness and, you know, for parents and their kids and getting their kids ready for college and sending them out into, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to college. And it was, I think a lot, and we've, we've had this conversation again, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about, but pushing your kids to pursue, like encourage your kids to pursue, Perfection. No. Yeah. Wrong. We've no. talked about pursue your yeah. Encourage your kids to pursue excellence. That's a very big difference between excellence and perfection. Sure. Because sure. you're not going to be perfect. Oh, the you're going to drop the ball. Yes. But pursue excellence. That's that's a that's a be awesome. the best that yeah, you can that is be. Great. When you feel because a lot of times you know I'll ask kids is this my is this your truly your best effort can you honestly say that you have given a hundred percent of your best effort right. on this assignment on this project yeah and you know a lot of them no no McCall this isn't yeah. I really didn't um, so yeah. when that happens it's kind of like okay fair enough. If you can make that admittance or admission, then okay. Now, now we've gotten over that big hurdle, right? And we can now have a serious and honest conversation. Yeah, and that's just something, something I try and cultivate, you know, within you know our family dynamic, and then with yeah. my kids, my second family, my kids, right, my students. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna drop the ball. Mm-hmm. We're playing. Oh, I or do we're that presenting. We're doing certain things. You know, I'll, I'll even make a comment like, look, I know this isn't the reality. I want it to be perfect, but it's not going to be the case. But what we need to do is pursue excellence. Mm-hmm. Whatever we're doing, whatever it, we're presenting or with the upcoming assembly or whatever, let's do everything with excellence in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. But again, know that we're going to have to give ourselves grace because we're going to drop the ball. We're going to mess up. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're pursuing things with excellence. Okay. It, no, that makes sense. It's, it's a huge difference versus uh, I'm going to pursue it 50%. I'm going to get effort, right? My effort's only at a 50% right now. And that's the one thing. Well, I, hey, every time yeah. you cross over the threshold, the one I, the one thing I want is your effort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you can see in uh, the different assignments that I give, mm-hmm. uh, but even me, you know, there are times where, I'll go, I'll get frustrated. I'll go, oh, but then you're right. You asked that big question. How much of your best effort did we get? Right. And I usually will come up with the answer I don't want to give. And that is, well, you did not get a lot of my best effort. Yeah. 
And yeah. so I guess well, I appreciate the honesty. That's good. Oh but yeah, recognize that, admit that. Like, no, I didn't. Well, now I will say that I try really hard with our podcast. Yeah. To give my best effort um, when I am teaching, when I'm in front of those kids, and I think sometimes that's where my frustration comes in, is that I'm trying to give my very best effort, and it's not reciprocated. Right. And so I do get aggravated. So, but maybe I need to trust the process, be a little more patient, and that might help reduce my stress, my anxiety. Yeah, because what's our number one priority? You? No. Number two priority. (laughs) Number the number one priority. Were you not listening? Wow, <laughs> we're gonna do an episode on listening. Why it's so important now? Make make your mental health when you yes. decrease your stress and your anxiety. Sure. Your mental your mental health is is in a better better condition or position or whatever you want to call it. No, you're you're absolutely. Right. I was just messing around there I know. a little bit. Um, um, but you, sorry, oh, go ahead. I'm talking over you. Wow, rude. Yeah. Gosh, be patient with me, Rod. All right. I, you know what? I'm going to start practicing patience. Practice patience. Pack All your right. patience. Um, the other thing I talked about is practicing gratitude. Okay. Um, I've done a lot of done a research. I've, I've written quite a bit on, on gratitude. But studies do show that people who, who exercise gratitude experience more happiness, more positivity, content, compassion, and generosity toward others. Thank you for bringing me a Diet Coke because I feel like you were practicing gratitude. Oh. You are being generous. Oh, here, I just thought I was engaging in bribery. Now, that oh. being said, I will say that as an adult, my favorite thing at Christmas is to give you a gift and watch you open that. Yeah. I don't really care about getting a gift. Right. I have way more fun, you know, because the whole family, you know, always gets together at Christmas and, you know, extended family, everybody gets together. And what, you know, they do the gift giving the exchange and I absolutely have way more fun. Yeah. Sitting back, you know, I just sit back, you know, in the back part, um, and watch the kids open up, especially the stuff that uh, Sherry and I got them, and it is so yeah. much fun. And I, I, you got me some. Oh, I, okay, I'll open it. Yeah, but it's not. Oh, thank you. You know, uh, no more. I want to watch you. Isn't it um, better to give than receive? If you'd asked me that when I was 10 years old, I'd said you're nuttier than a Christmas fruitcake. <laughs> um, but uh, now, yes, absolutely. I really better understand my parents. Yeah. Um, having Now that I am a parent and watching, you know, I, again, I hated our Christmas traditions of, because even growing up, which is, you know, what... Uh, we practice with Sherry's family when we're all together is one at a time, youngest to oldest. Oh yeah. Can I just tell you with 18 people, how long that takes? Oh man. But (laughs) I get it because we did that growing up Yeah. and Christmas morning would start actually till late morning and it would take two, three hours. Wow. And I'm going, why can't we be like everybody else and just rip our stuff up? Yeah. And you know, go play and be done in 10 minutes. Yeah. But 
again, this practicing gratitude, giving, um, I get it now. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate it. Yeah, same here. Because I, I do love. I love to give. I love to give stuff. Um, I try and give without the idea of receiving. Yeah. Um, I see that a lot. And I guess that's why we do what we do. Right. We're giving. I mean, the gratitude that I get from the kids usually comes in a way that they don't maybe even realize that they're giving gratitude. Yeah. Um. I guess it's kind of, I love the expressions on their faces. Uh, when I was going through teaching college, they called it the aha moment oh. when you could kind of see that light bulb click on over their right. head and you know that now they get what you're trying to explain and how to me, that is a super addictive response. Yeah. Um, that is, I, so that's why I say they a lot of times will give gratitude mm-hmm. to what I'm doing without them realizing that they're doing that. Sure. Um, so sure. it's fun to watch them, again, open up the learning. Yeah. And I see their, ah. Uh, right. And I'm going, cha-ching. Right. Made an impact. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you want to hear a kicker about gratitude? Sure. I like kickers. Yeah. Those who practice gratitude are less likely to encounter health issues. Really? Do you believe it? Well. If if stress can cause us physical, you know, you know, issues, health issues. Okay. Why, why couldn't gratitude reverse that? Why couldn't it encourage, you know, uh, more more health? Well, maybe that's why people feel a little happier at Christmas time because they are giving, right? And giving of time, giving of treasure, giving of talent, mm-hmm. and it does make people happier when you're giving. I mean, I know the the holidays tend to be very stressful because of all the self imposed. Well, got to do lists. Right. And, of course, then you get the month of January through May to pay for all of that. Huh. <laughs> yeah. It is, um, no, that kind of fits. Yeah. And then, yeah, that yeah. does make sense. So here's what I've discovered, that viewing life through a lens of gratitude, it truly has empowered me to discover a more positive attitude. We've been talking about an attitude, right? So yeah. I, I, I'm not a neuroscientist whatever you want to say. I don't even know how to say it. Neuroscientist. Yeah. Those guys. Uh huh. So, you know, there's a direct link. There's, there has to be with your attitude and your mindset. Yes. Gratitude and how that encourages health, you know, increases your health, self care tips, right? That increases your mental health, you know, God, I'm talking over you again. I'm sorry. I'm not being patient. Gosh, (laughs) but as you said that I was thinking, why do we, as adults, teach young people to say thank you. Because that's a respectful thing to do. But it's also by showing gratitude, gratitude. Are we, you're right. Maybe, maybe the gratitude part of the respect is an unintended consequence. Right. Well, you, you literally, okay. So if, if you're not full, if you're not, if you're not grateful, Okay. If you're not thankful, if you're not, oh, I'm 
if I'm not full of praise, like I'm uh-huh. thanking you, uh-huh. what are you going to be full of? I have the, yeah, I have the potential to be full of pride. Yeah. If I'm not full of praise. Uh-huh. Right? And pride, no, what does sense. pride do? Well, pride in small doses can be a positive thing. Pride in too much of too much pride can be then detrimental. Right. But if you have pride mixed with gratitude, then maybe you do have that healthier outlook that allows you to deal with then the stress, the anxiety, the mm-hmm. frustrations that come at us from so many different directions. Right. Dang. Well, and we you, went deep on that we one. Did. You know, and I think that kind of goes back to what I said in the beginning. One of the things, you know, being positive and compassionate, but content. Be happy with what you have, not with what you don't. Right. It, you know, if, if I live with this only mentality, oh, I only have uh, five TVs or I only have a 65, I only have, I only have, I only have, mm-hmm. guess what? I'm, I'm creating this, I ne- I'm, I'm never going to have enough sure. mentality. Sure. No, that, um, that was my ex-wife. Yeah. There, it was whatever we had was not quite enough. We needed just a little bit more to be happy. Right. And you achieve that. Well, we, you know, we kept extending that bar of happiness to the point that you never achieved it. So that I will say that that was one of the more positive impacts of the divorce was for me was getting rid of that and being able to appreciate what, what I did have, which was not much, but I look now and I am much happier as a consequence of not chasing what I don't have. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And now, it, that's really, I like that, you know? Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad you like that. I Yeah. Man, you're, <laughs> you're a smart individual. I'm smart. I am smart. I am proud to be hitching my wagon to your train. Yeah. Well. What? The wagon? It's a metaphor. Oh. It's partnering with. With you on this. Oh. Metaphor. Is that something they say in like the 40s? <laughs> Shut up. Now, here's, here's really gra- gratitude. It changes the way you think and speak, and it helps you see the best regardless of life circumstances. So develop an attitude of gratitude. The last thing I talked about was enjoying the journey, uh, kind of going back to the process. We just want to okay. get from point A to point B in such a big hurry True. We miss out on so many things. I heard the other day, the pastor at church, he mentioned something as I'm sitting there crying in Braddock's with me because he had said so many profound things. We wish for things to, you know, like I could sit downstairs and be like, man, I wish, I wish Bristol would just grow up and be like two so I don't have to do certain things mm-hmm. or you could like kind of do... But he's like making a point, like, don't wish those things away because one day you're going to look back and you're like, damn, I wish I had a Lego to step on. I, I wish I had, you know, mm-hmm. fill in the blank with your sure. kid because, you know, Braddock's, no, I'm, Braddock's I'm, sitting next to me in church and he's 12. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, dang, where did the time go? I Because we wish to get yes. things so, oh, get here or get there. And mm-hmm. we don't slow down enough to enjoy 
No, stepping I'm, on a Lego. I get so pissed. Ah, oh, damn Lego! You know. <laughs> no, no. I'm I wish I had a Lego with to you. step on. I mean, there were times, you know, with Eric. Mm-hmm. Same thing, and I do have a lot of, you know, regrets. I, you know, I can't wait for him to get so we can old this age, so we can do this. Get to this age, right. so we can do that. And now I look back and I go, did I wish too much? Mm. And I kind of miss, right? You know, all that because you're right. Um, I don't have Legos to step on. Yeah. And I don't have, you know, so you're right. You can wish the best parts of what you have away right. without realizing that you've actually done that. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's, that's really interesting. Again, yeah, the journey is hard to appreciate all the time, especially when you're in it. Right. You know, I tell all my seniors every, every August, enjoy this year right there's a lot of stress and pressure but you know most everything you're doing is for some of the last times ever right your last volleyball games your last football games this is your last push Mm -hmm. on whatever it is you're doing so while you're going oh i'm so excited yeah be excited right but also enjoy the ride yeah so that kind of ties in with enjoy the journey enjoy the journey because wow because we're on a journey you know that's exactly what it is life why 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 does wisdom come with age i don't know Uh, because we've learned the experiences i guess i i don't know maybe because we're learning how to enjoy the journey by learning how to enjoy the journey so i i i'll leave people i'll leave our listeners, I'll leave you and I'll leave myself with this because this is truly, I, I've been trying to work on this. Okay. Slowing down. <sighs> yeah. get, 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 going back into, her, you know what the enemy of greatness is? No idea. Hurry. Haste makes waste? Yeah. Well, fair enough. I mean, I tell that. My, my, shoot, my dad said that all the time. Yeah. Haste makes waste. So, quick story. I know we're running out of time. Okay. Yeah, enjoy the journey. Take care of the little things. Avoid getting caught up what's, what, in what's meaningless. Strive to be mindful. Listen deeply. Breathe, Rod. Breathe. Okay. Um, be com- you know, Pursue excellence. Okay. Don't pursue perfection. Not going to happen. Nobody's perfect. Only one person walked this earth that is perfect. It's not me or you. No. Uh, but pursue excellence, okay? G- give your best in everything in every way, and don't be afraid to leave mistakes and failures in the past where they belong. So Brad and I, my brother Brad and I, we, in in my parent, we, we grew up in Anaheim, California, mm-hmm. and we had these two, I don't know what they're called, they're um, tall, thin trees, if you will. Okay. Look like pencil trees. They're real tall, and they were okay. in front of our house, and there were four of them. Well, the middle two were like perfect field goals. Oh, okay. So we would kick across the street, you uh-huh. know, and the front doors there and then two windows up top for uh-huh. our bedrooms and you know, those don't, don't you don't think about those things right when you're a kid. <laughs> well, we were preparing for our annual mud bowl at the high school we played at cuz we okay. had, you know, grass field and it would whenever it rained, we we set up football okay. games with other friends and yeah. whatnot. 
And one one year we were out kicking, just wait, you know, killing the time. And I kicked the ball, and it went wide right, and it went right through the window. Was the window open? Oh no, it was. It was. We broke the glass. <laughs> broke the glass. I'm like, damn. And so my mom was pissed, obviously. <laughs> and she's like, "You're not going anywhere until you fix that." So now we're running out of time, right? Oh, we no. got to get to the field. Everyone's gonna be waiting on us, so we uh-huh. have to go to. We drive over to Ace. Uh huh. We think we measured it correctly. Come back. <laughs> I open. So I pull the the glass out, and I get out of. He had a Jeep Comanche at the time. And I open the door and I get out with the piece of glass and I close the door on the glass and it broke. And he's like ripping me up a new one. He's get your ass back in the truck. Let's go. So we drive back there and we come back and he's like, you know, don't break it this time. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we go up there and we put it in the window and then it falls out and then it breaks. Well, cause it wasn't the right <laughs> size. So we go back again. So we're in such a hurry uh-huh. and everyone's waiting on us uh-huh. now. And now we're both in bad moods. Mom's pissed. <laughs> he's pissed. I'm pissed. And it's like, we were in such a hurry because uh-huh. we wanted to get there, but we didn't uh-huh. take the time. Haste to make waste. Uh huh. No, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I have done something just as silly. So. Yeah. But anyways, that's that's my uh, seven tips for well, thriving this this year. Um, you know, apply them sure. if you will. But I uh, most most importantly is our mental health. Make your no, mental health right. a top priority this year. Because when we're right in our head, everything else seems to go so right. much better. Yep. Well, so, thank you. I, I I've enjoyed this. So well, until next time, I'm Rod and I'm Bryce. You gonna say goodbye? Goodbye. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Well, well this will be after Christmas. Yeah. So happy twenty twenty two. Happy twenty. Holy crap! It's twenty twenty two. Dang, you're getting old, man. Man. All right. On that note, love, peace, and chicken grease. <laughs> what? I ain't got nothing to say on that. All right. Bye. <laughs>